Hello, welcome to another edition of Aussie Tells All. And uh, today I have Scott back about WSU Cougar football. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having me again, Oz. Not a problem. So Cougars come off a 31-0 victory over the um, Montana State. Montana State, uh, I'm not sure what they are, but they came Bob off the win. and yeah. The Bobcats. Overall thoughts of the game overall. You know, I think it was, uh, well, first of all, congratulations to Coach Mike Leach uh, after being 0-5 in openers. Uh, we got one in the yeah. belt. So uh, now 1-5 in season openers. Um, and I, I think it was really kind of death by a thousand cuts. Uh, there was, they, they really dropped seven to eight in coverage every single time. And so that really allowed uh, Falk, I think he completed his first 20 or 22 passes or something like that. And it was mostly all check downs and underneath stuff, which was, which is fine. You know, somewhat pedestrian 311 uh, and three touchdowns, but uh, 33 or 39, you know, still nothing to shake your head at, but um, uh, it was just kind of like a, I, I love analogies. And so it was kind of like a Python just wrapping their, their, their hands around something or <laughs> they don't have hands, but uh, they just get around <laughs> something and just slowly squeeze the life out of them. And that's kind of what, what we witnessed on, uh, on Saturday night. What we can see anyway on TV, part of the game was cut off the baseball game, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to Everyone knows that I, I used to be a Wazoo fan at, at some point in my life. I regret those years, um, but uh, I was a high, I was a great I was a Wazoo fan from grade school all the way to high school, and then I went over to uh, Seattle for a summer work program for, the, for a program. I stood over at a sorority house on on U District, and um, all I saw there was Huskies this, Huskies that, and I fell in love with Huskies football. So then I changed, came home from the summer. My mom and my uncle and my grandpa, everyone was mad at me for being a Husky fan. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, as, as as no, as well as they should be, Ozzy. Uh, you, you know, you're always uh, you're always welcome back over to the to the good guys team. Um, and, and you know, you seem like an underdog yourself. You know, you gotta. You really got to yeah. understand that uh, the, the west side of the state is a bunch of, uh, of wine drinking, um, finger in the air, you know, uh, brie and and uh, croissants and, and all that stuff. So they, you know, we're we're just kind of the, the beer drinking the beer drinking hippies out here, and uh, you know, it's all it's all fun and good. Absolutely here. What are your thoughts here? Um, second quarter, um, Hercules Mana Asa, I think is how you say it. Making like five tackles, one one tackle for loss. Um, what what is his, what, what is his ceiling at this at his uh, linebacker position here? Well, his uh, his ceiling is uh, is incredibly high. Uh, I think I mentioned last week that he was one of the top five returners in putting pressure on the quarterback in the entire country, uh, the mm-hmm. top overall returner in the Pac-12. Uh, of course, having one and a half sacks and two and a half sa- uh, tackles for loss on the game. Um, he played very, very well, and he was just very disruptive. And considering the fact that they only threw 12 passes the entire game, obviously the, the three sacks that uh, WSU had um, kind of took those away. But uh, the, the limited number of times that he was able to rush the quarterback and, and do all that, he, he came out very well. So I think uh, he could I, – I wish he would stay for another year, uh, but uh, I think all the signs are kind of pointing for an early exit for him uh, for the next level. He's a junior, I assume? Yes. True, a uh, true junior. Okay, gotcha. True junior, gotcha. Okay. Um, so Luke Falk was pretty much the first half, twenty for twenty. Um, longest half I saw was like ten yards for a while, mm-hmm. and then he had one big deep one. Well, well, why did he do that? 
Well, I think uh, in years past, mostly uh, the, the WSU quarterbacks, whether it be Jeff Toole or Connor Halliday and even Luke Falk, uh, as, you know, as far as last year goes, they would all try to push the, push the ball down the field. And I think that uh, this was a great exercise in taking what you can get and proving that it works. Uh, we, we ran the clock. Uh, we dominated the time of possession. Um, and just kept the chains moving and again, punched them in when we could. So the, I think the overall thing was I'm glad that he didn't try to force anything down, uh, down the field, um, just took what the defense gave him, and, and it proved, uh, proved to be fruitful. Um, with that being said, do you think it will happen more often, or just because it's the FCS team, that's why they did it more often? understand that WSU is willing to be a little bit more patient and, and you know, if they're going to drop that many guys back, they're going to get up to the, to the three running backs who, who had uh, great games all the way around. And, and uh, you take a look at James Williams. He caught 13 passes out of the backfield for 163 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's outstanding numbers for a running back. And uh, so when you can run it and when you can throw it, uh, you can't just drop guys into coverage all over the place. So I think by utilizing those running backs in this game, it makes Boise State and, uh, and the opponents after that kind of think twice about loading up um, on, uh, on you know, keeping, keeping all pressure off and letting them just force it downfield. A fair point. I want to say Luke Falk, uh, I think it's a past current holiday on Saturday at night being number one touchdown passer in WSU football. What about those numbers as well? His speed he did. Yeah, it, it's out, outstanding. Uh, outstanding for him. Really happy for for a former walk-on to be able to do that and uh, uh, to you know, I, I guess, do it at home in front of the home crowd. It would have been nice if it was at uh, you know a bigger game like a USC or something where the the crowd was a little bit more uh, active and involved. But yeah. uh, you know, in terms of in terms of quarterbacks, and like you mentioned last week, the the, the top four quarterbacks that I consider in there, I think he uh, that those those types of stats really go a long way in, in kind of breaking into that top four. Absolutely, I was surprised that it was Connor Holiday had it. Had, Connor had it before. I thought like like Drew Bledsoe Ripon would have the record before that. Well, if you, that if it was you, Connor Holiday. If you can believe it, I think Drew Bledsoe's touchdown interception ratio back in the day was a you know like a one to one ratio. I think he had like eighteen touchdowns and sixteen oh. interceptions or something like that, and he was the number one overall pick just because wow. he was. He was, wow. uh, you know, six five and two thirty. But the, you know, the, yeah. the stats, stats, modern day stats are a lot different, as you well know. But uh, Connor Halliday uh, would throw the ball and throw it and throw it. He would throw it seventy times a game if he could, and he never checked down to the running backs. And I think that's why the ceiling was the New Mexico Bowl for for those teams uh, versus you know trying to run out the clock and and trying to just salt away a victory instead of trying to score more and more and more. Absolutely. Um, you were saying a minute ago about the fans. Um, I, I noticed they weren't all that into the game. Was that because they were too drunk and just trying to, you know, get warm out there? Or was <laughs> it like it was, it was just an FCS game? Who cares about this game? Well, I, I think the I think it is a little bit of an FCS uh, thing where it's, it's more difficult to get up for in Montana State. Obviously, if Eastern was in town, it would be a lot louder just because you have those Eastern fans as well in the in the south. Uh, I think it's south uh, southeast end zone. And uh, so, you know, there, there was probably a lot less juice in the building, but um, I think uh, the, the perception on TV is a lot different than in person, so I'm sure it was loud enough there. Uh, it's going to be rocking here yeah. in the next couple of weeks, though, having Boise State come to town, and then, uh, of course, Nevada yeah. and USC as well. Nice. Were you at the game last night, or last weekend, I mean? 
Uh, no, unfortunately, I had that Spokane Indians baseball game, and uh, we're, we just wrapped up the, the regular season, so I'll be able to make it down for a few more, but um, I'll, uh, I'll probably make it to a couple home games this year, unfortunately, with, with a, a family and other extracurricular things and working for Whitworth football as well. You kind of got to uh, plan when you can. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah, so sophomore Jalen Thompson – Mm-hmm. Um, I saw he hit one guy like five yards back. Remind me of Cam Chance. What do you think his his ceiling is um, for Jalen Thompson? Well, I'll tell you, not not too many uh, true freshman safeties uh, can come in and, and play uh, at the Pac-12 level, and that's what he did last year. Um, I think that he puts himself in great position. Uh, I see him a lot like a Dayon Buchanan, where you know he he has a little bit of size to him, but his his smarts and just getting in the right spot is, is where he is really effective. And, and he was all over the place last night. And I think you know he only had seven tackles, but he, he did have an interception. But he just he, he's all around the ball at all times, and and that's what uh, that's what you really appreciate. And when you think about the all time great WSU safeties and Lamont Thompson, and of course Dayon Buchanan Lamont and. Thompson, and uh, yeah. And all yeah. those guys before him, uh, he, he kind of fits that mold of uh, somebody that you hadn't really heard of before he stepped onto campus. But then once he's there, he just he shows out, and uh, he, he's done really well thus far. You think he has a shot to go to the NFL after maybe one, one or two more years? I, th- I think so. And I think that Dayon Buchanan really kind of uh, set the stage for him just because when you think about safeties from WSU and you, and you think about the defense – as it stands, uh, really nobody since Leach has got there uh, has, has stuck on, an, on a de- on a uh, on a squad. Of course, Xavier Cooper, Destiny Bio, all those guys uh, I think are, are still mm-hmm. kind of around the league, but they haven't really made that transcendent jump that that Dale Buchanan has. And so, uh, if you can play in space and you can and you can hit and, uh, and wrap guys up, which he can, I think he definitely has a chance to be a, a, a you know the third, fourth, fifth round pick, uh, if not if not even higher, if he, if he progresses uh-huh. uh, like he, like he did from his freshman year to the end of his freshman year, I think he's, uh, he's in, he's in great shape to make it to the next level. All right, cool. Um, so Saturday night, I saw the game and Luke Falk held on the ball a couple of times too long, like eight, nine seconds. And he hit and he can't throw the ball away. Um, but he had got some sacks. Do you think he does that a lot? Or is that just like hit and miss? He does that once in a while. I guess he'll, he'll do that from time to time. I, I think I think he does hold he does tend to hold on to the ball a little bit longer than he should, uh, and I think that's part partly because the the offensive line in front of him is so good. I think he trusts those guys to keep him away, and yeah. and every once in a yeah. while there's going to be a breakdown or, or somebody slips something and and they he, he takes a sack. And I remember at the, towards the end of the first half he he took one down at the goal line, and and it's just it was very. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little bit of a head scratcher because it's like, okay, Luke, get, just get rid of the ball. It's some way, you know, I, I think uh, from, from the uneducated, from the uneducated standpoint, it was like, okay, well, he's probably just trying to protect his stats. He's not trying to, to throw it down the field, but the, if there was real, and I don't have the all 30 or all, uh, the all 22 tape or anything like that to look at, but right. if he, uh, if there was somebody open, he missed him. That was, uh, it was way too long to hold on to it. Okay. I agree with that. Um, how is the Nation, you know, feeling about is there real is there relief that they could be the FCS FCS team this season? <laughs> it's always a relief. <laughs> it's always a relief. Whenever you can get a win, Oz, it's it's one and zero every yeah. week. That's the coach speak, man. And uh, yeah, yeah, shoot, if you if you lost the previous two, you got to be excited for this one. Absolutely. Now I saw the schedule actually before I called, and um, I saw that the Washington State has five home games start the year. I guess we'll be, you know, later on, be on the road most of the year, end of the year, I mean, anyway. 
I'm, I'm sorry. What was that? What was that? I saw that the Wazoo has five home games start the year. How tough will it be down the stretch to be on the road all the time? That's a great. That's a great question because obviously, I think if uh, if you start, it's kind of like UW basketball, um, and they they mm-hmm. have a bunch of home games. They have you know 15 home games to start the year, and then you're like, okay, well, what's what's going to happen once they have to go on the road? The good news about mm-hmm. this WSU team is that they have a lot of seniors and a lot of guys who have played and had a lot of starts under their belt. So I think it's going to be really important for them to start really well at home. Obviously, if they can start out 4-0 going into USC, that'd be huge. Um, I don't think or I think Oregon, they put up a lot of points on Saturday, but I don't know if they're the same team. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, same thing with Cal. I think Cal is, is kind of down. But um, and then, of course, you look into having uh, Colorado at your place. So, that could be another yeah. uh, big-time game possible uh, if they keep winning, a possible uh, college game day showdown. Uh, at Arizona, uh, I don't think that's a really tough place to play. And for any Arizona fans well, listening, um, I, I do I do enjoy your venue. My sister went to school at the University of Arizona. Uh, it's a very beautiful campus, uh, but it's just not just not the same as, uh, as anywhere else. So, uh, And then, of course, you get into Stanford, Utah, and Washington, which is kind of a, a murderer's road to end, uh, in the season. So, that is um, tough. Yeah, you know, so if you can get one of those uh, one of those last three, um, as long as it's against UW, I'd be happy. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I think I think starting out uh, with five games at home isn't gonna isn't gonna hurt us just because of our of our leadership. Okay. Absolutely. And you thought it earlier. You said it earlier. You said um, that Mike Leach has his first win um, for opening win as a coach at WSU. What, why do you think it took him that long to get his first win as a coach at his at his level? Coaching. Well, obviously, well, obviously, the, the the previous two years against the FCS schools in Portland State was a torrential downpour, and it was uh, I, being at the game. I can honestly say that was. It, it sounds really weird, but it was some of the wettest rain I've ever felt. It just was. It just was incredibly, yeah. incredibly bad. And then they also played that ball control style offense, somewhat somewhat similar to Rutgers did against UW, is that they kind of you know they they run it for three yards, mm-hmm. run it for three yards, pass it for four, and then you know they they're on their way. So. Uh, that was a rough one, obviously Eastern, um, but I think those guys were all sorts of jacked up to play uh, a team that's, you know, uh-huh. like a few miles, a few miles South and uh, maybe a school that lightly recruited them. Uh, they wanted to kind of show out for, for all their fans and, and all yeah. that. Um, then you all then before that, I think you have, uh, the, you know, a lot of Paul Wolf recruits that, uh, that oh. might not have bought into the leech mm-hmm. system. Um, I think the opening, yeah. the, the first game that, that Leach ever had was against Boy, or BYU, and uh, and BYU is, is full of those guys that are 24 to 26 years old after they come off of their uh, um, the mission. their mission, and they're just they're grown men versus guys that are, are true freshmen and and redshirt freshmen and sophomores, yeah. and so uh, we're just kind of outmanned. So I think once we once we flip the roster over, I think we're we're in for for a lot more success and uh, and openers to come. Sounds good. Last thing I would have you here before I let you go. Um, thoughts and a preview of Boise State coming up this Saturday night on ESPN. It should be a bit of a of a revenge game, uh, and I say that because uh, we WSU lost by three points last year, 
Um, it very well could have could have and should have won. Uh, intercepted Brett Rippon, Shittle Park's own Brett Rippon, uh, three times. Uh, he played well in the first half, not so well in the second half. Uh, they don't have Jeremy McNichols back there, their stud running back, uh, who's I believe in the uh, on the NFL roster this year. I, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yep. and uh, and so you also have to take a look at their offensive line. They had a ton of seniors on there last year's offensive line, and I I believe I read somewhere that coming into this the start of this year of their five starters this year. They only had 14 starts coming into the season, um, uh, you mm. know, t- together. So they they allowed four sacks and a bunch of tackles for loss against Troy. Uh, so that's going to be something to watch. Uh, and then there's a, there's maybe a little bit of a not a quarterback controversy brewing. Uh, Montel Cozart yeah. is a uh-huh. is a senior transfer from Kansas, and he got a little little bit of playing time and actually led to two touchdowns uh, towards the end of the game and kind of kind of iced it for him. So. Uh, if Rippon struggles, they could go to Cozart as a change of pace, um, but you just got to keep everything in front of us. And I think that uh, the the style of offense that we run, uh, we can put up some numbers in a hurry. But I'm I'm really hoping that we saw the, a different WSU team when instead of just you know keeping the foot on the gas at all times, you kind of change it up a little bit, go to the running backs, and then get some single coverage downfield. So that could be that could be really good. Uh, I will say the ESPN gives the Cougs an 82% chance of winning this game. So it's uh, it, hmm. all signs are pointing to a Coug victory. Uh, it's at home. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, good weather. If this, uh, if the, the smoky, smoky uh, weather clears up, that would right. be really nice because it's pretty hazardous right now. Yeah. Oh, it's it is pretty bad out here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, now, much by some of right or wrong are right though. But uh, did was 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 the kid from Shittle Park ripping? Did he get benched for this game, or from last he got benched last game? No, I, I think it, the, they brought in Cozart just as a change of pace. Uh, he obviously, I think Brett struggled a little bit, um, and so when he yeah. came in, he, he he didn't have any touchdowns. He threw an interception. He was thirteen of twenty three, and up for for one hundred and sixty yards, and they took him out. Uh, and then Cozart had a touchdown. You got to keep going with the hot hand if you get the touchdown, so you bring him back again, and, and they yeah. scored again. So. Um, you know that's it's kind of the kind of the, the rules of it all. But Brett has uh, he's an all uh, all league performer. I mean he threw for 3,600 yards last year, 3,300 the year before, um, and has never mm-hmm. thrown for less than 20 touchdowns. So I think he's he's going to be the guy until he's not. But the the rumor on the street is uh, Brian Harson, the the quarter or the uh, the coach down there. Um, it, it's kind of a mm-hmm. it's kind of fifty fifty as to whether or not people actually um, you know like the job that he's doing, and it's always difficult to replace. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that's done so well, Legend. like Coach P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Go ahead, Huskies. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, let's ask you this. What I asked you earlier. Um, so, who do you want? To, who do you think is the X factor for this game against Boise State to rise up to be the factor in this game for WSU? Well, my- my my my, uh, my X factor going into the season was the running backs, and I'm going to keep going with with them. Um, I, I, will, I will say on the on the defensive side of the ball, I think it's going to be feast or famine for for Monta Afa and uh, Nandi Aguayo and Daniel Ekwale, uh, Logan Tago, and and all those guys. Frankie Luvu, uh, you know, just uh, release the hound, let him go, and uh, and we'll see we'll see if we can get some more sacks and, and take advantage of that inexperienced offensive line. And did you want to plug your Twitter again? Uh, sure. You can follow me at two Scott to trot. And uh, it's, it's a really, really Fantastic. some great, some great insight on, uh, on WSU uh, retweets. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very, uh, very exciting. Um, anyways, uh, again, my name is Ozzy. Thanks for um, coming on again, Scott. 
and I'll talk to you next week, and you have a great day. Sounds great, Oz. Thank you. No problem. See you guys.